0: I don't know if they want to play the theme from the uh, the old television show MASH when they enter the field on, on, on Sunday, but they are a MASH unit right now as uh, Houston and C.J. Gardner-Johnson have been put on the injured reserve list. Dan Campbell did not seem very optimistic about, you know, Montgomery or Taylor Ducker, Taylor D- Decker for this week. <laughs> <It's> supposed to <laughs> Ducker. I'm glad, I'm glad I used the, the U instead of the I. Okay. It'd be a kicker then. Exactly. <laughs> um,
1: Don't rhyme that like you
0: do a Dicker the kicker. Yes, that's yes. that's what he meant. <laughs> uh, so how how worried how worried are you
2: about all these injuries, John? Um, I'm not as worried as most people. I, I talked a little bit about, you know, that CJ's out. I think they have some good options with Tracy Walker stepping in there, um, you know, and, and moving guys around in the back end like Brian Branch. I think he could be used in a number of different ways. And so I'm not as concerned about that one. I think the biggest concern in terms of injuries in the next two weeks is going to be David Montgomery in, in the running game. Um, hopefully, Decker is back. Uh, and that, that will ease the burden on anybody that's in the backfield carrying it because you'll have your offensive line, you know, at, mostly at full strength. I don't know if we know what's going on with Hal uh, Vitae. But um, I'm, I'm confident that Glasgow can go in there and play well. The biggest concern that I have with this football team is not the injuries and, you know, you could say, we, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Dan Campbell um, and what we heard from him yesterday, but the biggest concern for me is the lack of pass rush. And if you weren't able to generate it against an offensive line that had 2 their starting tackles out. And I know that, hey, the game plan for Seattle was originally get the ball out of, of Geno Smith's hands. It was play action. It was run the ball. It makes it hard to get after the quarterback, but we've seen in two weeks now, Aiden Hutchinson be the only individual on that defensive front to apply pressure. And he hasn't gotten home, but to apply pressure. And we talk about the fact that he's been double and triple teamed. Well, he's going to continue to be double and triple teamed. If you can't get anything from Charles Harris, you're not getting anything on the inside from Aleem McNeil. Uh, John Kaminsky has largely been invisible. If you're going to be a great player,
0: like we assume Aiden Hutchinson will be, he's got to be able to beat double teams because great players do that. Uh, But yes, he does need help. And it's fair to say he was much better game one than he was game two.
2: Yes, but if... Yeah, I do believe that he's going to need to be double teams, and he when when he is matched up one on one, he has to take advantage of those opportunities yes. and make something happen. But it's become life becomes very hard for him, especially if you're talking about hey, you're going to bring over a tight end and chip him, and then once he's gone out and into uh, a route, all of a sudden there's a there's a running back, or you know you're, you're sliding protections to where Aiden Hutchinson is. That becomes a challenge, and it becomes more of a challenge if you have nobody else that can win a one on one battle. Right. Especially with Pascal being hurt. Pascal being hurt, hurts, Houston being can, hurt, yes. you know, Julian O'Quara is on IR right now. Um and and not that I I would expect him to come into the season and be no. you know, lighted on fire, but he was the only one in the preseason that found success. Correct. So But it's
0: time for uh, big brother Romeo to come through.
2: Romeo needs to. We got to get some push in the middle from whether it's a hey, Bugs is gonna be up or not, but Alem McNeil, Levi Anzarique, Charles Harris needs to, you know, needs to do something. Yes. Uh the telephone number is 539
0: four eight-five three talking about uh, your biggest concern for the Lions after two games. And with the injuries is kind of withering away the depth of this team, especially uh defensively and on the offensive line.
2: Yeah. Uh injuries has been a, a big issue. It's but it, it's really affecting almost every position group.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Let's go to the phones and uh say hello to Jacob in Plymouth. What's up, Jacob?
3: Hey, I called in on Sunday about this and John, you're exactly right. Hutchinson can only do so much if he's if the quarterbacks are looking where the uh he is and rolling out the whole game away from him. You have to have someone from the other side at least apply pressure and keep them contained for, the other, for someone to get to him. Even play, great players like Bosa have people who put, keep the quarterback in the pocket or in a smaller area that they can get to him.
2: Yeah, there's got to be a threat.
3: I, I mean, I played offensive line. You can be the greatest left tackle in the world. The left guard next to you sucks. That whole side of the line was just a big sieve. And that's what's happening is, is no one is applying pressure, and Hutchinson's just chasing them in a the triple team. If there's anybody on the right side. It, it, that scared me last year because the, our defense was horrible till Houston came in. And this was what we saw last year for a lot of the season until Houston came back from injury.
2: Yeah, and and a lot of Houston's numbers were because of the success that Aiden was having, and Aiden's numbers got better at the end of the year right. when James Houston showed up. It was the Ajabo effect.
1: Yeah. Like at Michigan, and if you had Jalen Carter next to Hutch, there's accountability.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm not going go to go – I mean, yes, I, we all would love Jalen Carter, but this is, uh, this is the here and now. Yeah. Like, what is the biggest concern, and how do they find a way – to create more pressure, you've got an athletic linebacker. Maybe they use Jack Campbell in ways to apply pressure from the, from the, from his linebacker position on the quarterback.
0: Yeah, because he's he's faster than any other linebacker. He's faster than is, yep. Although Anzalone did show some speed on the sack. Yeah, but he he they need to figure out a way to cover tight ends. Yeah, and they're playing a good one this this week. Although he's not your quintessential tight end, Kyle Pitts, Antoine, you're a ninety-seven. Won the ticket.
4: Yeah, guys, I've been trying to call for two days on this topic about the pass rush. I thought that was really alarming Mm -hmm. to me. It was so many times I seen them bringing the blitz and nobody really getting home on Geno, and I'm like, that's a recipe for disaster. Like I'm looking at, I'm I'm looking at the guy. They just I'm like they need. I'm like come on, somebody get to the quarterback, sack him, and I'm nobody's getting home. I like I like Hutchinson, but I want him to be one of the best premier pass rushers. And those guys make it known that their presence is there. And I think he needs to probably take that next step. Like the Quentin Williams, the Micah Parsons. I know that's probably on the high end, but we drafted that guy pretty high. So I I expect to be, you know, expect a lot out of him.
0: Do you think he needs help, though?
4: I do. I do. I think we probably do need another – Uh, probably like another rusher on the other end, to contain the quarterback. I think that's another thing. We cannot contain the quarterback. With mobile, when when guys can move out mobile, it's like we don't get good containment. And hopefully uh, when the Ravens game come up, uh, hopefully we'll get that together then because it's going to be a long one.
0: You yep. to defend Lamar. I mean, yeah, they're running quarterback. I mean, Ritter, he's not a great passer, but he can run a little bit. That's this week. He can escape the pocket. Jordan Love the same way. Uh, and the game after that is what, Bryce Young, I believe, right? Is that their next game? It is yeah.
2: You yeah.
1: know, it's going to be up to Brad Holmes if this continues to be an issue. Yeah. He's the one that decided to bring back the same defensive line, basically. I know we had a caller a day or two ago uh, bring up Sue and – I, I think the problem is equally in in the middle, as yes. it is people keep focusing on the other side. Look, if you have no, no accountability, somebody needs to be respected next to Hutch.
2: Yeah, you got to so, be able to push the pocket
1: you so if be you, able to stop the run. If you brought in a Sioux type player who's available and you have to give up anything, all of a sudden you make Hutch more valuable. Yeah. He can he can do different things because the, the guard and the center have to worry about Sue
0: going into the season. I know your biggest worry was the wide receiver depth, right? Yes, mine was the defensive line. Not so much because of the pass rush; it was Stop stopping the run, the run yeah. which they've done a pretty good job of answering that. But because they haven't been able to, you know, create a lot of, you know, push. as Dan Campbell said, violent play, you know, push the pass rush has suffered.
2: I mean, yeah, that's well, a big deal. You mentioned Dan Campbell. Uh, and here's, I think, after yesterday, going into yesterday, I think people said, you know what, hey, is aggressive. And they didn't really like the two-minute situation at the end. But I don't know that they would have put him as one of their major concerns. But then this is what he had to say to us yesterday.
4: To me, you're down three. At the worst case scenario, you're going in tied at halftime, playing in overtime. Yeah. We, do we agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we know at worst that's what we need to end up with. At best, we're going to get a touchdown. That is not end of game scenario in my mind. That is end of half. That's like we're the end of the second quarter is how we're playing that scenario. So we come from two scores down. We go. Let's make sure we just fought our way back in. We, at minimum, are going to get a field goal, and we are not going to give them the chance to answer before halftime.
0: Look, I honestly don't – he didn't think that it was halftime. He knew where it where was in the game. It's the halftime scenario that just – it bugs people, and it, it should. I mean, when he said, you know, worst-case scenario is overtime, we agree. Yes, that's true. That's the worst-case scenario. Right. Uh, is that they go into well the worst case scenario is that they miss a field goal. But worst case scenario at that point. Which I tied. think when
2: they lined up for the field goal, we were all yes. sitting there going, uh oh. So they,
0: you know, they get the ball at midfield with a minute forty-four seconds, a minute and forty-four left. Two plays takes them to the Seattle, you know, twenty-seven yard line, and they used a minute eight of time before they used their first time out on a play that got him to the Seattle 23. Now, like I said yesterday, the timeouts and the time didn't bother me because they, they, in a weird way, they used the clock properly because they ended up just running out of downs. They did not run out of time. The biggest problem was on the second down and six was the incomplete pass to St. Brown that should have been a first down Then they would have used timeout number two. They'd had the ball somewhere around the eighteen yard line, and then you take some shots at the end zone. In 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 my opinion, so it wasn't a time issue, but the fact that he used the time the halftime scenario
2: just rubs people the wrong way, and I understand why. Okay, so but here's the on the flip side, I I I would have preferred it would have been flipped. All right, you you get twelve yards on the first play, and you get lined up. You get set and you go, so that you're not wasting all 40 seconds off of the play clock. I mean, you don't wait 40 seconds from play to play, and then at 27, you know when you get the ball at 27. Then you what you do is you force Seattle to use a timeout. If there's more time left on the clock than Seattle uses one of their timeouts, which then when if they were to get the ball back, you kick the field goal because you're in field goal range, 27 yard line. You should be in field goal range, right? Right. So. Now you force Seattle to use a timeout and because if if you kick a field goal, they want to be able to have some time left on the clock to go down the field. Right. And if you want to burn time, then you burn time in that second and six or that third and six. You burn as much of it as you possibly can, knowing that you have your timeouts that you can, you can run it all the way down, call a timeout, get the personnel out there, get the play called and run it. That I just wish they had flipped the scenario, so, show some urgency, show a threat at know, the beginning of so that you, 144. So you
0: think they should have used a timeout earlier rather than when they got the first down at the Seattle 27? I think they should have gotten up, got the ball okay. snapped. That, 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 that then, I tend yeah, to agree then, with you. And
2: then use it after that, that one. Yeah. Okay.
0: That, I'm I'm there with you. I think they were a little too casual there, but they didn't. They did not need to use a timeout there because they wanted to save their timeouts to when they got really deep into the red zone.
2: Right. So at at, at the 38. Okay. You're not going to use a timeout. Fine. But get up and get set. Get right. and, and run a play. Yes.
0: Exactly.